The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did. What a and the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house! Sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Welcome in to the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Join alongside my co-host, Aaron Murray. Be sure to follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass, on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11 And head on over to puntandpass.com, the number one destination for all things college football. Of course, it has our YouTube page, which has finally eclipsed 1,000 subscribers. I'll get to that in just a second. We had some great feedback from our listeners, Aaron. Our audience chimed in, saved us at the last minute, so we still have some excitement about the round of golf that will be joined by a listener of the podcast. It's got our picks. It's got our blog. It's got our merch, puntandpass.com. It's the best. Head on over there. This episode of Punt and Pass is presented to you by Solomon Brothers Jewelers. That's right. Solomon Brothers has the largest diamond and jewelry inventory in the Southeast. And the best part about Solomon Brothers is that it is for anyone with any budget, big or small. And you can make that budget go further. If you mention Punt and Pass or just mention Drew and Aaron, you get 10% off your jewelry purchase. They had the lowest prices on the highest quality jewelry and diamonds guaranteed they have two amazing locations one in buckhead 17th floor tower place one in alpharetta which i will be heading to before thanksgiving this week unmatched customer service i'm telling you what i was watching the football games today if you want to earn some serious brownie points take your significant other two solomon brothers on an nfl sunday you can plop down by the bar they got multiple tvs your significant other can do what they do and you won't miss a beat of the action. Solomon Brothers is the best. SolomonBrothers.com at Solomon Brothers on Instagram. Shout out to Solomon Brothers. All right, Aaron, you said it. We mentioned it a couple weeks ago. 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. We were going to invite a listener from the Punt and Pass audience to come play golf with us. And started ticking up, started getting closer to 1,000. And a lot of people, to their credit, chimed in and said, guys, you're doing it wrong. And we love feedback. Look, we're former football players. We love criticism. We love constructive criticism. Tell us how we can be better. And our audience did. They said, forget the 1,000th subscriber, raffle it off, right? They said, hey, we've been following you guys. We've been subscribed to the podcast for a while. Raffle it off. Make it fair for everybody. So I guess that's what we're going to do. We are going to raffle it off. And tell me this, Aaron. I was just thinking. 
that only equals three people. You usually play golf in a foursome. Do we raffle off two names and bring two punt and pass listeners to come play golf I'm with us now? I'm all about bringing two punt and right, pass there you go. listeners, and we'll team up. Someone, uh, One unfortunate fan is going <laughs> to team up with Drew, yes. the losing team, and one fortunate fan will get to tee up with your boy who has been smoking it. Played quick nine the other day, Cuscawilla, shot it. a little three over, three Love birdies. It. Feeling hot. I just got to get – I got to get the putter together. I, my, Sharon for my birthday got me that perfect putter. Oh, yeah, the, the mat. Yeah. Yeah, the mat. So I'm going to put that in the garage, and I told her 10 minutes every day I'm going to putt. And no more excuses about me being a crappy putter. Enough's enough already. I'm going to work on it this offseason. So, like I said, one fortunate fan can can ride along with me. Okay, I like this. Yeah, man, having a good time, yep. kicking Drew's ass. Yep, like okay. Have all year. It's going to be very similar to our uh, our, our – our, locks of the week is kind of <laughs> envisioning this yeah. round of golf so uh yeah let's rock off too i love it all right we're doing two now because a lot of people were saying i was the 1000 had a couple obviously 999 popped up people were unsubscribing resubscribing more power to you but what we're going to do now is we're going to raffle off two spots we'll have a foursome we will have a lot of fun little housekeeping on the front end but i had to update it and thank you to our listeners and our audience for correcting us saying do it the right way which we are going to do now. You mentioned our locks of the week. Don't look now, but we both won our locks of the week. If you listened to the podcast last Thursday, I put my money where my mouth is. I said, if I lose my lock of the week, the first person that vent that tweets at me, you owe me 50 bucks. I was going to Venmo it to you. I gave out Notre Dame minus 17. It was 45, nothing at half fighting Irish roll over the yellow jackets. And you gave out South Carolina plus seven and a half. Slow start for the Gamecocks. They come back and dominate Auburn in the second half mm-hmm. to win outright. They beat War Eagle 24-23. to 23. So, oh, no, it was not 24-21-17. Excuse me. I was thinking of the Florida score there. Yeah, so unbelievable action. Really, a lot of blowouts this past weekend. We'll get to that in a second. But the action came off the field. That's what we'll dive into right now off the jump. Obviously, we're recording this on Sunday evening, Aaron. The news of the day, Dan Mullen fired at Florida, um, losing five straight to FBS opponents, Georgia debacle, Samford after he axes Coach Grantham and the offensive line coach. They go to Mizzou this weekend. They lose. The wheels have fallen off, and Scott Strickland, the athletic director at Florida, moves fast and says, Dan Mullen, we're going to part ways. You and I talked about it, I think, last Monday or last Thursday, and we thought they would hold off because of how insane the coaching carousel is going to be this offseason. Throw Florida into the elite jobs Mm -hmm. that are now open. And again, when we say one is open, a job like Florida is going to pick off from another huge job. So the trickle effect is serious. Aaron, Dan Mullen, as uh, very well documented on our podcast over the years, a great friend of yours. It just seemed like stuff went sideways really fast, and they just couldn't get it back. Yeah, this. I mean, you want to talk about being on top. You know, last year was absolutely magical for the Gators. You, you beat Georgia. You got one of the best offenses in the SEC, uh, one of the best offenses in the country. Uh, you got a quarterback that's up for the Heisman. You got the best tight end, maybe skill position yeah. player. Um in the country, I mean, what I, I love, I love Pitts. I mean, Pitts is there's a reason why he was the what number three pick in the NFL yeah, draft, fourth. an absolute matchup nightmare. Kadarius Tony, first all, rounder. It, it goes on and on and on and on. I mean, what a great year! And all of a sudden, it just went to crap. And 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 listen, they were winning ugly to start the year. I mean, it was ugly, ugly, ugly. Emory Jones was a turnover machine, but then all of a sudden, they they Alabama shows up. 
they make that a really interesting football game. Like, okay, listen, maybe Emory just needed to get over a couple things. The defense looks like it's improved uh, from from the issues they had last year with Grantham. So maybe this team has a chance to be competitive, maybe not beat Georgia, but still be, you know, a nine and three team. With everything they lost last year, nine and three would be just fine. And then the losses kept coming and coming. Kentucky, the 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 issues when it came to penalties. Obviously, you lose to teams like Missouri. You got smoked by South Carolina. I mean, the teams they're losing to is unacceptable. But still, give the man some grace for goodness sakes. Uh, I just think nowadays people are always looking, what's next? What's next? What next? You, you get one bad year, and you're gone. And I just think it's 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 unfair. It's unfortunate. I think he's a very good football coach. Uh, I feel for him. It's it's obviously tough sledding in the SEC. Expectations yeah. are extremely high at a place like like Florida. I understand that, but I also ask the question: Who do you think that you're going to get right now that you believe is going to do a better job? So it's a crazy year. I mean, you know, let's 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 just lift off, uh, list off some of the notable vacancies out there right now: LSU, LSU USC, USC, Washington State, TCU, Washington, Washington Virginia, Virginia Tech, Tech, Florida. Yeah, and it's I mean, not if, over if yet. You're not, if you're not Kirby Smart, if you're not uh, obviously Saban, coaching ain't fun. I mean, you're you're asking oh. on the chopping block every <laughs> year. We talked about it last week. Oh, I know. Crap. I guess that twelve million dollar buyout, you know, kind of eases him. I, I sent Dan a text. I was like, "Hey, listen, man. Sorry, this is a bunch of BS. You know, I feel for you." Uh, but if you want to play some golf at the lake, let me know. We'll get some Tuscola in. So, you know, and he'll, it, he'll take that twelve million dollars, and he'll take you know, he'll he'll relax. You know, what's crazy. And and Sharon and I were talking about this on our walk with Maddox and the dogs tonight. She's like, "What do you think he'll do? Do you think he'll sit out for a year? Do you think he'll relax?" I'm like, "Listen to this scenario. What if? What if right now? Because this is a name that has has really been." going around um, a lot when it came to, to, to new coaches out there. Bill O'Brien. What if Bill O'Brien takes a head coaching job and Dan Mullen becomes the OC of Alabama? So they're saying Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien's name's coming up all weekend around the LSU yep. job. Um, yes. And will Dan Mullen go to the Nick Saban School of Coaching Rehabilitation? How I, amazing I, would that be? I mean, you would think that would be – you know, top of mind for him if Nick wanted to bring him in. There's no doubt about it. I, I think the genius, the 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 guru kind of gets overblown at times, but it is so much different. And I want you to talk about this as a former quarterback because you work so closely with the quarterbacks coach, the offensive coordinator, and the head coach. Just how much responsibilities change when you become the head coach, right? When you are yep. the CEO, when you are the principal, when you are the decision maker, rather than just the offensive coordinator, which Dan Mullen had tons of success with, with Tim Tebow at Florida. And then when even he was at Mississippi State, much lesser burden than the University of Florida. But talk about that. Just the difference between being an offensive coordinator and a head coach, certainly things change. Yeah, listen, you have to deal with way more during the week when it comes to just dealing with the media, when it comes to dealing with boosters and, and, and talking with the AD and more involved with the academics. It's not just, okay, I'm going to show up, uh, I'm going to watch film, I'm going to game plan, I'm going to make sure everything is tidy on my side of the football, that way we go out there and do our thing, and, and that's all I have to focus on. So yes, it's a lot easier when you can just focus on one thing, but it's also... Listen, I think he's 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 a plenty fine 
head coach. Like when, when the Florida job came open and names like Chip Kelly were being flown yeah. around and, and maybe a couple others, I was like, listen, why would you go anywhere else than Dan Mullen? He's, he was at Florida as the OC. He won national championships. Everyone obviously knew what he did with with Leak and with Tebow. You saw the, the, the you know, going back to Alex Smith and obviously what he did with Dak Prescott at Mississippi State. Like he's a great coach. He knows Florida. He's the best hire. I said it then. They hired him. It was it was it slowly progressed into what the you know the magical year, the amazing year they had last year. And let's not forget. I mean, this is a team that has played Alabama, the vaunted Alabama, extremely close the last two games. SEC championship yeah. game was an incredible duel, and the game this year was back and forth. So, like I said, I just don't know who you're going to get right now that you can say is a huge upgrade from Dan Mullen. Um, you know, maybe Lane Kiffin. I know, you know, some of the names that are out there right now, he's obviously been one. Bob Stoops keeps popping up. I'm like, why is Bob Stoops interesting. on anyone's radar? Yeah, interesting. Billy Napier from, from Louisiana. Um, obviously, he hasn't coached at this level. I mean, what makes you think a guy that there is going to have more success in the next couple of years at Florida? I don't know. Uh, Clawson at Wake Forest. No. Aranda is really making a name I like for himself. Aranda. Yeah. I like Aranda. Luke Fickle is an interesting one. I still think of him as a Midwest guy. I don't see that really happening. The guy that I think that deserves an opportunity. Christian Robinson. No. <laughs> Mark Stoops. Okay. Can we just let – Okay. If you want consistency in the SEC, is Mark Stoops, besides obviously Nick Saban and, and Kirby, one of the most consistent coaches we've seen in the SEC the, the past decade? Yes, at a place and I, like Kentucky, what, yes. I know you hate Kentucky. No, no, I don't. Put your hatred away. I'm not. I'm what not. What he's done there at Kentucky deserves attention. I did, I think what, if he could go to a place like Florida, LSU, wherever, I think he's a chance to be. A, he already is a damn good coach. No, I agree with you. A chance to possibly win some championships. All right, I, I mean, I like that name. I, I have not heard that name circulated. I wonder if they will smell blood in the water with Mark Stoops and go in there and try to get him out of Kentucky. Because I think with his pedigree and with his ambition, I would assume, he would want more than than what's for him in Lexington. And you know what he's built in Lexington, whether he's a product of the environment or not, you and I have talked about it. Mark Stoops at any other school with championship ambitions would have been fired in his first two years at Kentucky, but he was at Kentucky, a basketball school, and the AD had great foresight and said, you're my guy. I'm going to let you build this, and he did build it, which is huge for Mark Stoops. If he were to go to Florida, his eyes in the bullseye would be right on Georgia, and he'd go, we're going to beat Georgia, we're going to win the SEC East, and we're going to tread forward and hopefully win some championships. It's just amazing what Florida has become in the last 10 months. You just mentioned it. In the SEC championship game last year, Alabama, one of the greatest college football teams of all time, defending national champions. They obviously went on to win the college football playoff. Florida almost beat them. I mean, unbelievable. And now it's a complete rebuild. Chris Childers, your co-host on SEC Radio, tweeted out today, Florida is the new Tennessee. It is to that point where it's like, what is going on in Gainesville? It is a huge name, right? Florida is a top five program for a head coach opening in any season. Who are they going to go get? They should have the pick of the litter. Is it Lane Kiffin? Is it a younger coach who's really good? You know, a guy who I would always want to bring back in, especially in Florida, and maybe this is completely out of left field. Urban Meyer? Joe Brady. Go get Joe Brady. Joe Brady at offensive court. 
It's going to be really interesting to follow along. But again, what's a better job in your mind, Drew? Would you take if you're offered the LSU job and Florida job, same amount of money? Which one are you taking right now? You know, with the thought of the pod system coming in 2025 and expansion, um, uh, I would think it's hard for me to set my bias aside. I mean, obviously, Georgia and Florida is great. I think LSU is a better job in Florida. I do. I'm with you. I I do. I think LSU is a better job than Florida. I think so, too. Um, You know, plus you don't have to worry about your in-state rivals when it comes to recruiting the state and everyone. Big time. Everyone going into Florida to try to pick out those great athletes. I mean, there's an issue. I mean, there's a reason why Dan Mullen, you know, one, it seems like he doesn't maybe care as much as recruiting as other people and kind of has his mindset of I don't need the four and five star guys. I can go pick out three star guys and turn them into four and five star guys. But also, you got Florida State, Miami. Obviously, they, those guys still aren't kicking ass right now. But those yeah. are still big brand names. Like when you get an offer from Miami or Florida State, you're like, oh damn, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Plus, Georgia's going in there. Alabama's yeah. going there. Clemson's going in the Florida. Ohio State's going in the Florida. Everyone is picking the state of Florida right now. They don't own it when it comes to recruiting. Where LSU, I believe, owns the state of Louisiana. Maybe not as rich as Florida when it comes to talent, but still a lot of talent in that state. And you own it. That's a pretty good feeling right there. Um, I would go LSU, and I'd go for this reason too. I think Georgia right now is about to go on an Alabama type run. Oh, and I think that'd I, be I think <laughs> I, I think, love that. I think Alabama. This this is it's getting near the end, dude. You are I, bringing I think, up. I think Kirby. I think Kirby right now smells is, blood in the, in the next water. Ten to fifteen years, blood is in the water in the East. Blood is. I mean, no one. No one. With now Dan gone in the in the crap show that Florida is right now. Yeah. The SEC East better be Georgia's for the next five years at least. Uh, yeah, that's a hundred percent. They are correct. about to go on a run that is similar to what Alabama's done this past fifteen years. I believe. Yeah. I think Nick Saban, love him to death. Great coach, greatest coach of all time. Obviously, is is you know who knows how long he coaches. I think Georgia gets over the hump in in two weeks. Alabama doesn't make the playoffs. Georgia wins a natty, and they don't look back for the next 10 years. So you, do, do you want to face them, or do you yeah. want to face Saban, who has maybe five years left? I agree with you. Uh, his- yeah, I, I totally agree with you. You're bringing me right into our next talking point, and obviously we'll keep tabs on the Florida situation. Head on over to Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram, at Murray 11 at Drew Butler. We'll, we'll be retweeting and tweeting all of our thoughts and, and latest breaking news, but what it had to happen. It had to happen. I think you knew it was going to happen, especially after the debacle this last weekend against Missouri. But The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car-buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. 
And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout metro atlanta jim ellis automotive where you can always expect the best alabama you mentioned it what is alabama okay you go to the florida game Dan Mullen just got fired florida not very good this year that game was in the swamp it was the third or fourth week of the season alabama gets out to a big lead florida with their inept offense able to find some points they lose 31 to 29 in the swamp Kind of sit there and go, okay, is Florida for real? Is Alabama not that good? Early in the season, you kind of forget about it. Texas A&M comes around. Your favorite quarterback in the nation, Zach Calzada, turns into Johnny Manziel for one night. They upset The only good game that kid has had the entire season. Yes. Against Alabama. I'm like, are you kidding me? 17.5 point favorite. Alabama loses that game in College Station to Jimbo Fisher, Zach Calzada, and Texas A&M. And now this past weekend... With the Don't forget SEC. about LSU. LSU, about LSU, thank you. Let, do not let me forget about LSU. LSU, uh, a dumpster fire, a circus show this year. Oh, Coach O gets fired midseason. He's still coaching throughout the rest of the season. An offense that has not explosive by any means necessary. I mean, shuts down Alabama's. Had a chance to win the game, too. They're inside the 10-yard line. Down six points, had a chance to win. You know what? You know what? Alabama and now is Arkansas this, year? this past weekend. Arkansas yep. just transitive property like we used to do a couple years ago. Georgia stomped on Arkansas mm-hmm. at home in Athens, just like Tuscaloosa uh, this past weekend when Alabama hosted Arkansas, thirty-seven to nothing. When Arkansas was on fire, okay, top ten team in the nation, college game day, biggest atmosphere possible. Georgia strangled them, one thirty-seven to nothing. Never in doubt. You go to this past weekend, Arkansas, who's reeling, trying to really save their season from an optic standpoint, goes into Tuscaloosa and almost comes back to win. They lose forty-two to thirty-five. Who is Alabama? Dare I say this? Okay, and you just mentioned it. You talked about Saban. Is this the end? I mean, bite your tongue. It is the biggest karma thing. If you ever think Alabama is going to die, just like Tom Brady and the Pats years ago, dare I say, looking at looking at what is in front of us right now. I mean, in two weeks in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, Georgia should mop Alabama. Mop. I mean, and you text me on Saturday. And you said, Georgia is going to beat Alabama handily. And you did not say it that politely. And I go, no. I think, I said, don't say it right now. Everybody knows Jackie went to Alabama. We'll be at the SEC championship game. I'll be very pessimistic that week. Until the clock says zero and Georgia yep, has I'm won with the you. football I'm game. With you. I will be pessimistic. But I say all that to say this. Who is Alabama? I don't know. I'll tell you right now, Drew. Th- th- so this is my, this is my thought on, the, on this situation. So to start the season off, Oklahoma was, by a lot of people, the favorite to win the national championship. Spencer yes. Rattler is back. Defense was improved last season. They're returning a lot of guys on that side of the football. Who is going to stop Oklahoma this season? Spencer Rattler is going to run away with the Heisman, this, that, and the other. Oklahoma, just give him the, give him, give him, give him, give him the trophy right now. And, and Oklahoma, every single week, just was not getting it done. You're like, man – it's okay. They still got guys. You just kept making excuses yeah. for Oklahoma. 
saying they're going to turn it around next week. They're going to turn it around next week. They're going to turn around next week. Next week came, they didn't turn around. Next week came, they didn't turn around. Next week came, they didn't turn it around. Over and over and over and over again. Then they lose, and now everyone's really saying, okay, they, they, they're they a fraud. They're a good football team. They're not elite. Alabama, every week we keep making excuses. They're going to turn it around. They're going to turn it around. They're going to stop on someone's throat. They're elite. They're, we said last week in the podcast, they're better athletes in Arkansas. They're going to blow Arkansas out. Take the, take the points. Take the points. We keep making excuses for Alabama week in and week out. It's the last weekend of the season, Drew. You are who you are. Yeah. And this is a good football team. This isn't an elite football team. And we need to stop making excuses for Alabama saying that they're going to turn it on because they haven't done it in 11 weeks. What makes you think they're going to just magically turn it on in the last week of the season? They are who they are. Same thing as Oklahoma. Enough with the excuses. They're just a good team. That's it. They're a good team. They're a very good team. They're a top five team. They're not elite, though. Yeah, and Georgia seems to be elite. And it seems like now, especially with Georgia Tech next weekend for the Dogs, like win or lose in the SEC Championship, Georgia's going to the playoff. Uh, That seems pretty clear. Now the question will become, depending on what happens next weekend, rivalry week, Thanksgiving week, and then conference championship week, if Georgia defeats Alabama in a particular manner, will they be able to knock Alabama out of the college football playoff? That will be the real key heading into that game inside Mercedes-Benz Stadium because Cincinnati is going to play Houston in the American Athletic Conference Championship. Will Clemson get back to the ACC Championship after beating Wake Forest this past weekend? Not like they're going to go, not like the ACC's in it. Oregon lost this past weekend. Uh, Ohio State, Michigan. It's crazy. It's crazy right now, and it's great because Georgia is just running their race. They seem to be in a really good position. And again, it's 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 right now. It's it's Georgia. It's going to be this. It's going to be Georgia, Ohio State, mm-hmm. Cincinnati, Notre Dame. Okay. Well, let me tell you because you're leading me to my next point. Okay. You're leading me to my next point. And first things first, Georgia would most certainly be in the best position. And is the odds Both on of favorite? Them would be, it'd, be, it'd be a cupcake game for Ohio State and Georgia. Oh, yeah. But what I'm saying is Georgia would be in a great position, odds on favorite, to win the national championship and put yes. a ring on their finger. And if you have somebody who needs to put a ring on their finger, you need to head on over to Solomon Brothers, right? Solomon Brothers Jewelers. Mm-hmm. This episode of Punt and Pass is presented to you by Solomon Brothers Jewelers. Two awesome locations, one in Buckhead, 17th floor Tower Place, one in Alfred as well. The holidays are here. Thanksgiving is this Thursday. Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's right around the corner. Anniversaries are coming up, engagements. You might just need to get a special holiday gift. You have to head on over to Solomon Brothers. Check them out at Solomon Brothers on Instagram, SolomonBrothers.com, the largest diamond and jewelry inventory in the Southeast. They carry the biggest selection, the best quality, the lowest prices, and the in-store experience. I'm telling you right now, it is totally unmatched. Solomon Brothers is for anyone with any budget. Make your budget go further. Mention Drew and Aaron or Punt and Pass. You get 10% off your jewelry purchase. Love those people over at Solomon Brothers. You mentioned Cincinnati and Notre Dame. Jordan Cornette, who is a host on the ACC Network, a great follow on Twitter. Go follow him, at Jordan Cornette. He tweeted out something yesterday, and it put a light bulb off my head, and I go, oh, my God, he's right. Okay, For the past couple of weeks, Aaron, I have been dogging the committee, the college football playoff committee. How in the world could they put Michigan ahead of Michigan State 
when Michigan State beat Michigan just a couple of weeks before. And this is what he tweeted out. He said all the jargon, all the talk about how the committee could justify putting Michigan ahead of Michigan State is the perfect setup for the committee to give the ultimate screw job to Cincinnati and say, well, you know, we know Cincinnati beat Notre Dame, but if you look at the statistics, if you look at the strength of schedule, Notre Dame's a better team. If it gets to that point, the ultimate screw job could be in. The writing was on the wall with the committee putting Michigan ahead of Michigan State. Cincinnati handled Notre Dame in South Bend Mm -hmm. a month and a half ago. Could that be writing on the wall? I thought it was a brilliant tweet, and I go, oh, my God, that's exactly what's happening. It could be, but, I mean, you talk about strength of schedule. I mean, who has Notre Dame played, though? I mean, it's not like their strength. I, I could see if, if they've been through this gauntlet. Like, okay, they had one slip-up for Cincinnati, but, you know, they've faced a bunch of really elite teams. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're better because of the schedule. But you look at who they've played of late. You know, Virginia Tech, since the loss of Cincinnati, Virginia Tech, uh, they fired their coach. North Carolina. Southern Cal, uh, Navy, uh, Virginia, uh, Georgia Tech, crap. Yeah, and then horrible. Stanford. I mean, like, what what, what what, notable game have they won? Not They haven't been one top 25 team this entire season. I don't think Wisconsin was ranked in the top 25 when they played, and they may have been. But that's it. They beat one team. That has been, you know, really slow start for Wisconsin was awful. Couldn't score points, start the year off, found their identity here the past few weeks and are playing well and have a chance to be in the Big Ten in the Big Ten championship game. Um, but they haven't beaten anyone either. I mean, we talk about Cincinnati, we dog them. Neither team has the strength of schedule to really rely on. I think you gotta go head to head, but you also got to worry about ratings. You also yeah. have to worry about, you know, do what do fans want to tune in? Do I they want to watch Georgia versus Cincinnati I again? I know. Or do they want to watch Georgia versus Notre Dame as Drew is just sipping on a nice glass of wine right now? Enjoying Sunday, night. Sunday night. Yes, indeed. But yeah, it, it makes sense. I think, but I think at the end of the day, I honestly think both teams are going to find a way to get in. I would love unless, that. Unless, unless Oklahoma State gets in. It'd be a great game this weekend. Bedlam, Oklahoma State hosting. I think I Oklahoma. think I think I could see a scenario because I think you brought this. I think you brought this up last week. Notre Dame is obviously a bigger brand than Oklahoma State. So the committee will find a way to get Notre Dame in above Oklahoma State, even though Oklahoma State down the stretch has been one of the best teams in the country. The defense is is ferocious. I think they win the Big Twelve. One lost team. They lost early in the season on the road. Um, I think they deserve a spot in the final four. Plus, you're already you're already keeping out two other conferences. ACC and Pac-12 are already out. Yeah, out. You can't. You got to. You got to get in one more Power Five in. Big Ten's in. SEC's in. So I think you have to include one more. You don't want to alienate the entire country uh, or, or the majority of the country. So that leaves one spot if Oklahoma State's able to win the Big Twelve. Yeah, yep. I'm with you, man. I think they're going to screw Cincinnati, which makes me a little bit sad. Uh, it kills me. And think about this too. If Notre Dame were just in the ACC, I mean, they would be locked. Sealed, delivered, going to the college football playoff. Yeah. Right, like it's no but brainer. Would they, would they have one loss though? With the, with the, I know the uh, ACC. Yeah, I don't think Notre Dame's yeah. a good team. I think if they were in the ACC, we're talking about a, a two, maybe three loss Irish right now. I'll give you a lot of I credit. They, be, they have benefited from their schedule this year. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. They're a good football team once again. 
they're a top 15 team. They're not a top five team. It's so sad to think that there's only one weekend left of the regular season. Thanksgiving week is the best week of the year. I've said that for five years straight here on Putt and Pass, but so much can happen between now and Selection mm-hmm. Sunday. That's the beauty of college football, which I'm really excited about. I'm going to give you a lot of credit. On punt pass and pick last Thursday, you said Ohio State going to smash Michigan State. Michigan State's secondary is terrible. C.J. Stroud's going to have a day. I rebuttaled you, and I said, you're falling for the bait. I'm taking Michigan State. Ohio State never covers it before Michigan. I text you like five minutes into the game, and I said, you're smarter than I am. You know football better well, than I Well, I, I said they're going to win by – I think at the end of the first quarter, I said they're going to win by 50 points. Yeah, 56 to 7. Uh, 45 nothing at half, I think it was. Uh, the same score as Georgia versus yep. Charleston Southern. Wide open receivers running down the field. Like, go Don't ahead and just State. run behind the secondary. You're going to pay, you're gonna pay your head coach uh, uh, $95 what, million? Oh yeah, $95 God. million. Dollars. So is Ohio State the biggest threat to Georgia in the uh, college football playoff right now? I thought it was Alabama, and because I was sipping the Kool Aid, till I finally realized that Alabama is Oklahoma. Oklahoma is Alabama. Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. Finkel is Einhorn. <laughs> nice, nice. That's who they are, man. They, that's who those two teams are. They keep teasing us. They keep lying to us. I'm done buying yeah. into the bullcrap. It's yeah. Week Twelve. I'm sick of it. Ohio State has been on fire. You know, my biggest. I brought up to you what three, four weeks ago. I said I just don't feel. Like Ohio State has that killer instinct. I just I'm not seeing it right now. They're winning, but they're not putting their throat on teams the way I want to see them do it. The past three weeks, two weeks especially versus Purdue and then versus Michigan State, they have put the throat on the the foot on the throat and yeah. they have not let go. And I feel like man, this team is finally showing that not only can they win football games, but they're dominating the way they should. So I think that's a great sign. C.J. Stroud, to me right now. Don't say Heisman winner. He's going to win the Heisman. Who else is going to win the Heisman? Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis should go to New York. I'm just telling you that right now. I know, but let's be realistic here. Who's going to win the Heisman? Right now. Well, not Kenneth Walker after that piss poor performance. Kenneth Walker's out. Yeah, he's out. It's a two-man race. And I think C.J. Stroud is going to have two. Most likely right now, if you're a betting man, you're saying Ohio State wins the Big Ten. C.J. Stroud has two really good football games. Um, and then you, you go to Alabama and Bryce Young. They have probably a good game versus Auburn. They they lose to Alabama. They don't make the playoffs. You know the winning t- the number yeah. two team in the country, similar yep. stats. You finish the year off strong. C.J. Stroud right now in my mind is taking the lead. And a lot uh, of like, and he'll have a chance to and he'll have a chance to show off this weekend the big game Ohio State against Michigan. I believe this game is in Ann Arbor. It will be a top five game after the new college football rankings come out. I would assume Ohio State's three, and I would assume Ohio State. Hell, they Ohio might State jump up two. two. Yeah, and maybe. Michigan will probably be five. Early line Ohio State a seven and a half point favorite. I mean, give me that all day twice on Sunday. They are going yeah. to. Boat race Michigan, as they always do. You mentioned the Heisman, though. I saw this tweet today. Roman Harper, SEC Network, former Alabama safety, longtime NFL All-Pro. He said Will Anderson Jr. is the best player in college football right now. Will Anderson Jr., the linebacker slash kind of defensive end at Alabama, pro football football focus, college football said – Will Anderson Jr. has pressured the QB at a higher rate than any other edge defender in college football at 19%. Yes, he's only a sophomore. I don't know about best player in college football right now. Let me just say this, okay? So cool. 
I got up off my couch when they lined up Jordan Davis at running back twice. That was just cool as shit. I'm like, this is awesome. This is what college football is supposed to be. You know you're going to crush Charleston Southern. Let's have some fun. They hand the ball off to him twice at the one-yard line. Jordan Davis gets in the end zone. The guy can do it all. Okay, Georgia's defense is elite by any metric you could ever measure it at. If you were just go off of points per game, Aaron, they are 100% better. I mean, double better than any defense that's been at the top of that ranking in the past 25 years. I want to say they're only giving up like 6.9 points per game right now. And and the best since a while is like 13. It's crazy how good they are. Again, it just points to the sign of Georgia's defensive elite. Who's the best player on Georgia right now? I would think from an optics standpoint, it's Jordan Davis. I think he should go to New York. I really do. And I I hope Claude Felton and Leland Barrow and everybody in UGA Sports Communications – Sports information directors, let's go. Punt and pass will help you. They're giving up seven and a half points per game. Okay. By the way. Seven, seven and, and a half. half points per game. Let's get Jordan Davis, New York City. Let's get a Georgia contingency at the Heisman Trophy Award. That would be fantastic. Okay. I don't know who's going to win. CJ Stroud right now, yes. Could things change? Certainly. Let's just talk about what happened on the field, and then we'll wrap up this episode. So much to talk about, and it's Thanksgiving week, which is my favorite. You crushed it, Ohio State, Michigan State, Ohio State wins 56-7. to I crushed it, Clemson versus Wake Forest, okay? Clemson, yeah. 48-27. I've been saying it, Wake Forest is a fraud. I don't think Dave Clawson's it. I think that whole offense is Fugazi. Their defense is trash. If you make oh, Clemson's offense score 48 points, your defense is horrible. Because I text so. you like in the first quarter, I was like, DJU actually looks like an, an average quarterback, not a, a shitty quarterback. Yeah, yeah, how about that? He looks average. How convenient. Just- you talked me into the South Carolina pick, which I thank you for. They took care of business in the second half and beat Auburn 24-23. I was nervous that first half. Second like, week Auburn. in a row. Auburn yeah, jumps out to a huge lead and then crumbles. They shoot themselves in the foot. Man, that's crazy. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, you got to fix that. Is that just youth, new coaching staff? What's the situation there? I mean, obviously, you, I still think a lot has to do with Bo not being there. I mean, Bo, the week before, breaks his ankle, wasn't 100% in the second half. I think that has a lot to play with it. Offense just stalls out. I think the same thing happened this week. The offense stalled out. There in the second half, wasn't able to put points on the board. South Carolina, their quarterback got going. He looked good. I didn't realize that TJ Finley's six seven though. He's huge. He's huge. I knew he's a big cat. I didn't realize he was six seven. I mean, like like, Jamarcus Russell Jr. Yeah. Um, But listen, they'll be fine. I I love their coaching staff. They lack a depth, obviously, on both sides of the football. Uh, They got to figure out the quarterback position by next year. Is it Bo? Is it not Bo? Do you got to go get someone in the recruiting? Um, so that, that was a, a tough one, but I mean, two teams from the East that we weren't expecting to be bowl eligible this year, Tennessee, actually three, yeah. Tennessee, South Carolina, yeah, and then Missouri's now bowl eligible. All three of those teams. I was seeing some tweets about Shane Beamer, you know, what about Virginia tech? He kind of shot those down really early, yeah. but then they also said, well, what about sec coach of the year? I mean, hold your horses. All right. Give it to Kirby. I yeah, just don't get exactly, it. Why, exactly why, right. What Kirby is, is. Right now, if they win it all, why is Kirby not the I, – I get that like, you want to give it to someone that went to a school that was crappy and they had a, an average year. They're 6-6. Six and six. Oh, my God, you're 6-6. Six and six. Can't, You can't surpass Kirby's what's happening in Athens. the best team in yeah. the country right yeah. now. 100%. Like, give it to freaking Kirby. Crazy. 100%. Um, um, Alabama wins 42-35 against Arkansas. We talked about that a little bit earlier. Great on Arkansas. I mean, gritty. That fake field goal. Oh my God, I was at a friend's giving and I'm like awesome. eating my plate and I have my glass of wine. Oh my God. I was like, oh, I was going crazy. That was really an unbelievable, you know, 
burn the ships type game for Arkansas, whatever it takes. And they were, they were in it till the very end. We'll see. I think the Iron Bowl could be kind of interesting depending on TJ Finley and how he performs. And then the Pac-12 at night, our buddy Sean McDonough was on the call out in Salt Lake City, number three, Oregon, goes down big time to number 23, Utah. And I tried to warn you. I tried to warn myself. I fell into the trap. I said, this line stinks. They are begging Mm. you to take Oregon. Any other week, I'll take Utah. And I liked Oregon, um, and they lose 38-7. to That punt return before halftime when the coach called timeout. Coach called timeout, made them punt, and they took it like 85-plus back to the house to go up, I think, 35 He had a punt return. The game I covered Utah, he had a punt return that got them going and almost had to come back for San Diego State. Dude. Yeah. yeah, I mean, again, you look at a team that's kind of like missed the boat this year. Utah's seven and or eight and three. I mean, they're seven and one in the Pac-12. That's a team right there. If they would have taken care of business against some of their earlier opponents, they could be knocking on the door for the. Well, college so they, they, they 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 had the wrong quarterback. That that yeah. was the biggest issue. Had to put Cam BYU in San Diego State. They had the wrong guy in there, and, yeah. and it cost them both those games. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, um, pump, pass, and pick. One weekend left in the regular season. You still are holding a one-game lead. You're 33-27. and 27. You are 7-7 seven and seven for your locks. So way to fight and get back to 500. I have to give you a ton Dude, of credit. That was a grind to get back to 500 because we were in the, yes. the, 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 the dump. Yes, yes, you indeed. You still are in the dump. I'm oh, just I, there's no chance I can get out of the dump. I'm 32 and 28. Like four, four locks this week? We, I th- are we going to make all of our picks the locks of the week for it you? Could is, that, be. is that what we're doing? It could be. I'm 32 and 28 against the spread one game behind Aaron on the season, and I'm 4 and 10 on my locks. But this past weekend, I put my money where my mouth was, and I said I will answer. pay somebody. I, you know what? I might. It's Thanksgiving. I'm feeling grateful. I'm feeling thankful that should be what we do but put, um, put it on ohio state you, you have that feeling right now ooh. on a sunday you feeling juicy? Ooh. No, we'll tune, in on, tune in on thursday we'll let you know or wednesday it'll be a wednesday episode this week it's thanksgiving week happy thanksgiving man i'm so fired up i know you got to go do a game you're doing sec on cbs this weekend missouri and arkansas on friday yep. it's gonna be a fun That's one your man. third Maybe sec game this season Third SEC game. Let's go, dude. You're getting too big time for us. No, no. I would never leave you. Big I weekend, though. Big, big, big weekend. weekend. Friday game. Unfortunately, I will not be there to cut some turkey with the little man. We're going to have to do it on Saturday. I actually may take little man to go watch a little Georgia, Georgia Tech Ooh, at I like noon. That. I like that. Might have to. Make it happen. He's never, been, he's never been to a college game before. Yeah, and it'll be like a home game. I mean, satellite yeah. home game because it'll be all red and black in there. Hell, they might let I him flip the coin. They let him, they'll let Maddox flip the coin in there, dude. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's go. Awesome. What a great episode of Punt and Pass. Happy Thanksgiving to all. Our next episode will be Wednesday this week. So when you're out and about in the car doing some shopping, doing some grocery lists, doing some honeydews, maybe you're heading to Solomon Brothers. Hit us up. We'll be out on Wednesday. Follow us at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. Aaron is at AaronMurray11, puntandpass.com. And again, check out Solomon Brothers Jewelers. They're at Solomon Brothers on Instagram, SolomonBrothers.com. If you mentioned Punt and Pass or just mentioned Drew or Aaron, you don't have to say both of us. Just tell them who you like more, Drew or Aaron. You get Aaron. 10% off your jewelry purchase. They have the lowest prices on the highest quality jewelry and diamonds guaranteed. Two locations. Buckhead and Alpharetta, anyone with any budget, big or small, and that budget can go further with punt and pass, 10% off that jewelry purchase. Biggest selection, best quality, lowest prices, that's Solomon Brothers. Go check out that in-store experience. All right, Murray, 
It's Thanksgiving week. We're going to get after it. Going to be awesome. So much good football. This is a fantastic episode of Punt and Pass as per usual, and we will talk to you on Wednesday. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. See you. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.